Geeked up, geeked up, geeked up, geeked uh, up, geeked up, geeked up. Thanks for tuning in to Geeked Up. I'm Devin Barnes. With me is Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, man? Thanks for tuning in to episode two of Geeked Up. You're welcome, man. It was. Uh, <laughs> I'm very happy to be listening. It's going to be a great show. I think that one guy is hilarious. I think we're going to do a little less of a focus this week like we did in episode one. The big... It was such a big week in nerd geek moves, moves that we pretty much yeah. did a dedicated <laughs> Avengers Star Wars news episode. Yeah, we were thinking back. I guess we didn't really do much news, if that was kind of the idea. <laughs> but it was almost like there were two such big subjects in geek world that we decided to do a podcast with it like that week. <laughs> yeah. And now, so this is episode two, so maybe we're going to change direction a little bit since there's no more Star Wars. Try to like do a little bit of the news in the, as you call it, geeked world. So yeah, I guess let's just get into it then. Let's get into the news, TV news. I'm uh, particularly excited about this one. Uh, American Idol got canceled. Oh, ouch. Yeah. After God knows how many seasons and how many. Too movies. many, I'd say. Too many They're seasons. They really, uh, so no how stars. is, so yeah, I was going to say, exactly. So like, how is America going to know who's a good singer now? If yeah. uh, Did they ever even like find a good star or anything? Did anybody emerge from that show? That Clay Aiken weirdo, right? Yeah, they had Clay Aiken and Adam Lambert. Fat Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> oh, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. All right. They had Ruben, who I always, <laughs> I always dated my American Idol viewing, watching by asking him how Ruben was doing whenever anybody told me. And I was just like, no, that was eight years ago. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm making fun of the fact that you watch Idol by asking about Ruben. Fucking years too late. But, yeah, you know, they really squeezed, like, a lot of seasons out of Simon Cowell calling people terrible. Because that <laughs> seems to me the essence of the whole show. I don't even think he's was... a host on it anymore or a judge on it anymore. Oh, I no? Like any of them are. Well, no wonder it got canceled. It fucking, you lose Simon. But I loved Simon because he kind of like reminded America how funny it was to just be mean to people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they just got some fucking like, chick out there just living out her dream like in the, with the best intentions of just like showing up and trying. And you just get some fucking British fag. Like, that was the worst rendition of Over the Moon if I've ever heard. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah, I've heard people with throat cancer sing <laughs> one star better than you. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so that was hilarious. You gotta love him. The first mean guy. <laughs> then yeah. it was like everyone got mean after that. And then they, but then I didn't like how Randy come somehow kind of made it seem ridiculous to be a grown man who says dog all the time. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> and as a guy, as a guy in the dog club, it was like you're going to Hollywood, dog. And all of a sudden, I'm using it in the streets, and people are like, "What are you pulling a Randy Jackson now?" They're still saying it's that. Like, come on, I've been pulling Doug way before Randy. Yeah, I don't think he's on it anymore either. What? <laughs> yes, I'm Jesus you, Christ! So I'm not too surprised it's getting canceled. That show definitely did cause a lot of spinoffs too in the old like uh, talent show that the reemerged the and all that shit. All that shit. And there was, uh, which is weird because, like, I never, I guess that was kind of the concept that everybody found. I'm not, like, breaking any ground here, but it was just, like, silly about American Idol. It was because, like, we already kind of hold the contest about, like, who can be a big pop star. It's called being a big yeah. pop star. Yeah, it's like, either you, you know, are, you aren't. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, kind of like, we, like, in the world, you don't prove how smart you are by, like, phrasing trivia questions in the form of an answer. So they make Jeopardy. You can do it out that exactly. way. But American Idol, it'd be like holding, like, a, tri like a reality show to decide who's the best football team like during the NFL season and being like, yeah, you could go with the Packers or you could go with the, the, fucking guys the ones that, that we voted the on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then America voted on these guys. But then it was just like they're voting on like you know what like the kind you're the kind of person who if you did put out an album I would totally buy it and then the guy puts out an album and then nobody buys no. it because they're too busy voting on next year's American Idol. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who was, who won again last year. 
<laughs> Where did this season? I think it was Ruben. Yeah. Wasn't last year's uh, always Ruben? So I guess this will be the last season. It's still on. So then, who actually do we know who hosts? Is this the one that Stern hosts? No, I think Stern uh, does. Uh, X Factor is Stern. Okay, I thought it was America's Got Talent. It might be that one too. That one too. All right. Yeah. So we got the X Factor, America's Got Talent, The Voice. Now, wasn't The Voice kind of one that they just started because of that ugly British chick that could sing really well? And then they're just like, all right, we got to give her a show. So they started The Voice, or did she come from The Voice? Or, or am I making something <laughs> You're up? Talking about that. Re- yeah, that, that ugly really Scottish weird. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was just like, we're like, whoa, can you believe how she sings like an angel? How could anybody so hideous sound so good? This is unbelievable. Look at this monster. It was like a YouTube sensation yeah. that some fucking chick with weird. We're like, how could she sing well? She's got bad teeth. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. No, I don't think that's what the voice was. <laughs> um, no, the voice oh, yeah, it was like, one with Aguilera. Yeah, that's like right. CeeLo. CeeLo Green. That's how we all found out what CeeLo's last name was because of the voice. <laughs> CeeLo's last name is Green? Yeah, when he turned in from CeeLo to CeeLo Green. CeeLo Green! <laughs> so, anything else in uh, TV news? Uh, that's, yeah, that's right. The series finale of Mad Men just aired. All right, the Mad end Men. Of an era. The end of an era. The end of the Mad Men era. So the end of the 60s, basically, is that era. Yeah, that was what it ran. Now, were you a Mad Men guy? Because I'm going to be honest with you. Not a Mad Men guy. Kind of no, it kind of guy. like I just always it sounded kind of like a closer look at the high impact thrilling world of 1960s advertising. It just seemed kind of lame. Like if I wanted to fucking like know more about like an alcoholic businessman that said racer shit and smoked a lot of cigarettes, I would have hung out with my dad more <laughs> as a kid. Like that sounds like a fucking my childhood. I don't want to relive this shit on TV. But so what exactly? Like that's kind of it was kind of more of like a soap opera. Where there wasn't I mean, like much it, really. real drama, it was kind of more like a look at the people. Yeah, it was sign yeah. of the times kind of thing. Yeah, it stuck like really accurate with the times. Like they were very like made sure everything was like spot on accurate. Yeah, it ran through all the sixties. Like, so was there like did they uh, kind of cover the Beatles, all that stuff? Where yeah, the Beatles kind of, always kind in the background? Of, yeah. and... It was more like about centered on the like the said characters. Yeah, so it was yeah, all the there. Girls. Like yeah, like you'd see like the James that was kind of like what made it. And, Man landing on the moon. For only the one time. episode for that. I hope you, yeah. I hope you only saw JFK get shot once in the show because it wouldn't be historically accurate if that kept on happening. Yeah, no, but. every season that's how he did it. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back, he's alive. No, uh, it was a great show. I loved it, man. It was just, uh, yeah, very character centered show. You were telling me before it uh, was the first ever cable series to win an Emmy. Yeah, first ever basic cable series. Basic, basic cable, cable series. series okay, because I was going to... Oh, so the HBO shows have... Because I was going to say because that was kind of like, like legitimized. The yeah, the page channel. And then I, I kind of felt that that put AMC on the map as like a big TV. Now they got all sorts of shows they, that uh, they put out or one of these other was, cable uh, channels. Mad Men or not that put them on the map, though. I don't know if it was like Breaking Bad. I think Breaking Bad might have came out first or around the same time. Around the same time. All right. I feel like more people watched Breaking Bad. Watch but uh, now is. Because it wasn't just he, yeah, he was it actually had meth. a storing line yeah, that he was, was cool. Selling meth and killing people, <laughs> not like trying to get the coke, the yeah. coke, Coca Cola deal. Not like a, an inside look at why they didn't hire the black guy. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like, all right, I fucking it's, uh, oh, sounds like, accurate, but I don't really want to spend my. So now, it was one of these shows? Does it was it time for Mad Men to go? You said it won the Emmy. The first four seasons yeah, first won the season, Emmys for best outstanding, for best drama, outstanding drama, series. drama series. Now the last three. Been in the cans or what? Is it? That's still a good job. I don't know what's been doing better. Probably some other show. I don't so did watch. you feel? So was it one of these? Was the finales like? Was it a? Yeah, it was great. It was really good. Everyone thought. I thought the guy was gonna kill himself. So was it? Was it worthy? Like, could there have been a season eight and they kind of pulled the plugs, or was the nah, storyline? Nah, I mean, seven. I think it was seven seasons. 
I think yeah. so, yeah. That was enough. enough. But they did it. They did. They did. They went Seven through. years, we learned all. They drank about lots of bourbon, yeah. smoked lots of stugs, yeah, and no pinched a lot of secretary ass. Yeah. So, speaking of like sixties music too, and sixties music, we can get in the music part of the news. So the Who, the Who's torn. Did the Who ever come up on Mad Men? Were they ever rocking out to Bob O'Reilly as John Hamm was fucking nah. filing paperwork in the background? No, nah, it's more of a CSI thing. <laughs> okay. <that's>, uh, <laughs> But um, so yeah, the Who, the Who are hitting the tour. They they just came to New York this week, but their tour has been going on, playing a couple of the uh, venues. Would you be into going to see a Who show? I like. Yeah, no, absolutely. I would uh, go to one of those. I would go to the Who show. Great fun. Those well, concerts. It's got to be crowd watching too. Exactly. Great. That's definitely this. That steals the show because anybody that's like people will kind of get on these shows and be like, oh come on, man, that's nothing like watching the Who in '74. And it's like, yeah, that's like going to like Monday Night Raw and be like, hey, that wasn't a legitimate wrestling contest. You're kind of missing the show. Well, you know what I mean? Kind of missing the point too because they're right. Like, yeah, it's nothing like seeing the Who in '74. But now you get to watch the Who. As 74, a bunch of 74 <laughs> Exactly, year olds. yeah. Exactly. Like, there's 74 year old crowd. Like in 1974, like, there weren't any hilarious old guys throwing their back out dancing to squeeze box. You know, it was. It's just that the crowd is great. It's either like really geriatric people just like dancing around, bozos like you who are our age. <laughs> like I was actually really still into it. And it was like the kids there like knowing that it's like a great show to get fucked up. Like I was at an Allman Brother concert, which is another one of these like old bands that, that still rock. And there was literally a guy like one of these like 70 year olds in tie dye in the couple rows ahead of me that was going nuts like very early in the set me and my buddies like all right dude gotta keep your eye on this guy like how long is he gonna make it and then he made it a while but like in the middle of the second set we saw him walking up the aisle like holding (laughs) his back and we're like oh you missed whipping post man make it back for whipping post you went too hard you went (laughs) but that's definitely the show because it's also it's not the same band either like it's the other thing that kind of gets confused when you see these old classic bands play is they get like younger musicians to play the music well, you know, Townshend and Dal- Daltrey kind of just mumble, stumble around and everybody cheers for him, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've got, because, I mean, let's face it, it's not the Who. Keith Moon died a long time ago. So who do they, who's going to be playing drums for the Who? One Who, Ringo's son, that's who. Who doesn't want to go see Daughtry and Townshend with Ringo's son playing drums? This show's going to be awesome. Yeah, what was Ringo doing? <laughs> he was so busy that he had to get his son to do it. Yeah, that's true. He had to I guess also music this week, too, kicked off uh, Summer Stage, though, at Central Park. This is kind of a New York thing. All right. The Who hit New York, and then Summer Stage kicked off. I was actually, uh, did go to that show. The first night of Summer Stage this year, free concert series in Central Park, was Todeschi Trucks Band. Nice. So they kicked it off. The uh, This is the 30th year, though, of Summer Stage. It's going to be over uh, 150 free shows at, like, 15 different parks around New York. So I was thinking maybe we kind of go through some of the great acts that you guys can check out this summer, right? So you, did you see? Guys? Did you go to Tedeschi Trucks Band? Were you? No. Oh, you go. missed out. Couldn't the key to the highway. I got a feeling. Oh, jeez, it was, great. it was great. I couldn't get there in time. How was so it? Then later was it on, busy? We got, oh yeah, sold out. Five thousand. The the five thousand capacity crowd lined up around the corner. Luckily, uh, we saw one of the local kooks, Abe, that goes to all the shows, <laughs> and he let us sneak in and cut the whole line, much to the chagrin of all the other assholes. We're like, come on, we know Abe. Who's gonna fucking Shout question this Abe. maniac? He's but been standing. See? He's been standing alone wearing a tie dye hat for <laughs> for three hours. <laughs> let him fucking pretend like we have friends. For God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, no, Abe saved the day for so sure. There you go, guys. His hat was killing Scott. it. <laughs> going to summer stages here. Keep a look out for Abe. Yeah. Big shout see? out to. Abe. 
Abe. The guy with the tie I had. Go say what's up to Abe, and I'll let you cut the line with everybody. But yeah, so then I'm we sorry. got uh, this week. We got lettuce and lettuce and soul rebels are playing. At, oh, huge fan! Huge <laughs> fan of the lettuce. Then and we got soul the rebels. Blue Note Jazz Fest. Well, if you don't want to just go to the Blue Note, I guess you can go. <laughs> then here we go. Next week, though, or in a couple Sundays from now, we got Yiddish Soul. Remember that? Remember that Jewish rapper that came out? I guess there's like a whole fucking concert. It's like Jewish rap soul singers, but all like Hasidic Jewish. Is Matzis Yahoo gonna be there? Uh, that must be the dude that I'm talking about. My mom got me the CD for Christmas as like a hilarious. Like, king like look, there's I've a Jewish guy. guy. Live, you put out a dude. thing. I've seen that guy live, and it was like the funniest thing because like. Notice everybody in the show. Like, is it seem like Weird Al, where it's like everybody is laughing, or are there like hardcore cities like fucking Yo, hardcore fans, right? So we, I think it was. I don't know if it was at Bonnaroo we saw him or it was like some Florida festival, but Matas Yahoo was there and we checked out the show. <laughs> the funniest thing is like he's not the only one like he's not the only Hasidic Jew like in his honorage. So, oh, he's got a whole posse. All dressed like that. So me and my buddy the whole time, like every time like one would like walk on stage and check the mic, I'm like, oh, it's Matas Yahoo. <laughs> 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 Jewish kid in front of us was like in the crowd, like turned around and was like, do you guys realize like how ignorant and racist you're being? <laughs> Dude, shut up, man. Like, this joint. Then, Number like, one, yes. Another Number one two, got on stage. Like, he's, the kid's yelling at us. Another guy gets on stage. Like, oh, no, this time it is about us. Yeah, the guy turns around. He's like, that's not him either. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, this week in Central Park, you can go see all of them. Yeah, dude, <laughs> guys sure. that are, guys that aren't, oh, and man. all sorts of other Hasidic Jews singing rap and soul at Yiddish soul. <laughs> Central Park. I don't know if we're going to go to that show or the Lettuce. (laughs) What's better people watching, though? Yiddish Soul or The Who? Oh, man. Lettuce will actually be great. It'll be at noon. A little early for Molly. A 2 o'clock Lettuce show. Uh, All right, then later on, we got The Kooks are going to be performing Mastodon. Mastodon. (laughs) Mastodon. Uh, yeah, similar with we got uh, the Rocksteady crew with Big Daddy Kane doing their 38th <laughs> year anniversary party, which, like, I don't know how imminently one of them's dying, where they, like, are so non confident in making 40. Yeah. They've got to have a 38th year anniversary. Like, they usually like to stick it to uh, kind of round numbers, but not, not the Rocksteady crew. Big Daddy Kane's not looking so good. Big Daddy Kane's actually leaning on that cane a little too hard in these years. And so then we got, uh, then, you know, later on in the summer, Dr. John will be there, which will be great. DJ Celebration. Wait, is Dr. John a musician? Or is this a guy, like, giving out free advice? <laughs> yeah, he's going to be giving sex clinic advice to all of, Central, all of the bums in Central Park. <laughs> then uh, this, it's going to be culminating, though, Stretch Armstrong late in the summer, but the big end of the summer party with the Brazilian Film Festival at <laughs> Central Park. <laughs> because who like why hold the Brazilian Film Festival? I guess Rio had fucking other plans that week, yeah. and they they gotta outsource the Brazilian Film Festival for where better than than New York City? Jesus, but I kind of feel embarrassed as, like, as somebody that pays money to see Todeski Truck spend every time they're in town. Kind of uh, embarrassed for them to be <laughs> the, like in the free show fucking pile with the rest of these. Shitheads. And the first one too. They aren't even like headed them and them in the Brazilian the film. Yeah, they're the opening act for the yeah. Brazilian film festival show, which is and the Yiddish hip hop crew. <laughs> the Yiddish hip hoppers. Yeah, I'm definitely checking out Yiddish Soul. Mark my calendar for Yiddish Soul. Yeah, and I might I might go see Big Daddy Kane die on stage. <laughs> it might be the other one. If he makes it, I mean, yeah. we got we got a solid four weeks until the uh, 38th anniversary. The 38th. <laughs> oh man. So I guess. Uh, that move us along to movie news. Yeah, anything so, big? Yeah, there's always movies coming out, right? Movies. Um, so what's coming out? We got the Mad Max, the new Mad Max movie. Mad Max, out. nice. One of my favorite as a childhood. That still is a movie that kind of has like ingrained me to just like my like second nature impulse whenever I think of a post-apocalyptic world. 
I go to Mad Max. I always like the second one. Road Warrior was my favorite. Okay, see, the Road Warrior kind of, because I did like all three Mad Max. And, really? uh, the first one's kind of lame, man. What? Yeah. <laughs> the third <laughs> one's lame, dude. I, no, I'm, the third I'm, one with Tina Turner as the bad guy? Yeah, dude. And Master Blaster, some little fucking <laughs> a tag team of like a giant and a midget teaming up to fucking... I think that was the second one. Wasn't that Road Warrior? No, Road Warrior was the one that always was very anticlimactic to me because the hawk and animal of the Legion of Doom weren't in it. And when I rented it as a kid, there was the tag team, the like Legion of Doom, and before they were in WWF, they were the Road Warriors, and they were called Road Warrior Hawk and Road Warrior Animal. So when I rented that movie, I was fully expecting like Them Mel Gibson to be teaming up with Hawk and Animal. And then halfway <laughs> through, I was like to my brother, I was like, yeah, where the fuck is Hawk and Animal in this? Why is this racist running around Australia without the Legion of Doom here? So it was a little anticlimactic. I had to rebound with third when Tina Turner fucking came in the fray. But no, I think the second one was worth the... Uh, the oil when they were like yeah, they're running trying to get through the, the gas. The gas, it's like yeah. very much. It's much more apocalyptic than the first one. The first one was him just kind of more like he was out for blood. Yeah, the second one. The second yeah, one was him like already, helping. He's already pissed off. Yeah, but he was like helping these people out. You know, I don't want to. I wanted to watch him try to kill the guy that wronged him somehow. You also get to find out much like it reminded me a lot of Godfather Two, where we get a little bit of a backstory <laughs> on, on on the Michael Corleone Max. And uh, find out what was dry, what was really the causing the insanity to tick. Well, well, his family got murdered. Yeah, but you didn't find that out until if you remember Mad Max Two is when they when they sh- when they kind of showed shed the light on all that. It happens in the first one. But they they go in more in depth in Mad Max Two. They have like yeah. a whole vignette where you see like his baby getting brutally murdered by that fucking bad guy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so it had that going for it. But then fucking the Legion of Doom didn't come in and help out. So <laughs> yeah, the Legion of Doom easily could have saved that baby. <laughs> All right, so also, there's also a little bit of controversy in the new Mad Max. Um, and it's not just uh, old Charlie's Theron shaving her, fe- he- shaving her head. <laughs> it's the fact that uh, her and her little crew are so badass in the movie that it's upsetting a lot of anti-feminist groups. <laughs> yes. Now, you were telling me that. I looked into a little bit about this, which is a hilarious story on a lot of levels. Well, I think we should give the listeners out there a breakdown of what exactly an anti-feminist yeah, group like, is. Yeah, like, I think we're burying the lead by talking about the controversy and, like, forgetting that, like, there are anti-feminist groups? <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. How do you join? Really? Sounds like the most hilarious group ever. So I guess the essence of the story is, though, that the kind of stars, like the main protagonists in this movie, are this group of chicks that mm-hmm. like Mad Shirley's Theron, and then a group of other chicks that Mad Max, I guess, is his trying to save. Or... But they, yeah, like his posse, his uh, Kim, his Kimmel to Pacquiao. <laughs> That's right. There's a bunch of chicks uh, rolling deep. So then people are kind of like, all these dumb bros are like showing up to the movie, paying their money to see Mad Max, and they're like, hey, wait a minute, like, what's up with all these chicks like saving the day? Like, uh, this is bullshit. Yeah, Max has got hurt three times, and they keep saving them out. <laughs> yeah, why does Shirley, why does this chick keep on saving Mad Max? Uh, they got it backwards. These Mad Max should be. <laughs> oh, we gotta talk about this at our next anti feminist meeting. We gotta take these chicks down. <laughs> yeah, seriously. The next anti feminist. Alright, so this week's anti feminist meeting, we're gonna do the 150th installment of How Unfair It Is That There's Ladies Night. Why do they get the half off drinks? This is bullshit. The fucking anti-feminists. What a great fucking group. Well, before we get into that, we'll start the meeting off like we always do by watching the Vegas episode of Honor Rush. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got it wrong. I thought they were like a bunch of girly girls. 
You know, just like regular dainty cute girls like that. <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah, are these seriously. bitches like acting so tough for it? <laughs> yeah, let Tom Hardy do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you realize there's a boy there to save the day? Yeah, like, take it easy, sweetheart. Grow your hair back out. <laughs> you and your girls should be sunbathing. Australia. This is Australia. Go to the beach. Go through the coral reef. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, well, maybe that's who is complaining about it. Maybe they're... I'm sure they're a group, too. They've got to merge those groups. But I haven't seen Mad Max. It looks good. It's getting... It should be getting good reviews. Like, everything about it seems like it should be a good summer action flick. Now, is it true that you didn't see it? Because you did tell me that uh, you didn't throw me a very convenient story about being at a bar okay, yeah. with a bunch of other people that were there dressed in Mad Max costumes for a Mad Max. And very... Con- oh, I was just I was just at the bar. I was not... Uh, I just happened to have my yeah, feather hedges. I just happened to be online in Mad Max in my fucking Road Warrior uniform. Like cut off So now what was the, Tell me about these assholes. What was their story? They're yeah, just- really. I was sitting at a bar having a drink. The bartender gave me heads up he's like yo in five minutes there's gonna be a bunch of fucking mad max cosplayers coming in here and i'm like wait what yeah these kids just came into the bar just dressed like i don't even know yeah like just thunder domed people but like it was so confusing to the people that didn't know because like it's not halloween or anything and like and it's also mad not max, a very famous we're not showing up as vader you know what i mean yeah, they're like mad max isn't like that famous of a movie exactly where, like, people are your general person like oh they're dressing up like their favorite mad max character <laughs> exactly no they just look like a bunch of goony assholes dude like this one fucking kid had like a helmet with like glow sticks sticking out of it and like a light switch that would like turn on. He was like wrapped in Christmas lights. And, and he was, like, was the best even, dressed like, of all time. Yeah. Character? And that was the top of the list. Another controversy too. Let's bring us to the late night section of the news. Late night controversy. Big late night week. Big news. Old uh, Louis C.K. under some fire for his uh, season finale hosting gig of SNL. Um, I think this is the third time he's hosted SNL in the last three years, I think, too. I think or at least four years because I remember his first SNL appearance. And uh, couldn't have been that long ago. Maybe five years, three, no, five I years or something right. like that. Maybe two, three years ago, yeah. And he's really blown up over the uh, last couple of years, which is great to see. But, yeah, he's found himself in a little hot water this time, which is uh, about time, I'd say, for Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah, really. You're going to let him do stand-up to America in general on live general television. It's about time he's said something off-color and crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, he made some, what, like some molesting jokes. Some childhood yeah. Now, did you hear yeah. the material? Because I've, uh, I've heard the material before, and I did watch the SNL set. And uh, did you... Yeah, I watched it. I heard it, and I laughed. <laughs> it was hilarious. Of course laughed, It was a hilarious joke. Yeah. So basically, you want to run through to the uh, listening audience who may not have seen what the premise of the material was, mm. perhaps? Yeah, I don't know. He made a joke about, like... I don't even know how you would, like, break it down right, about how, like, you could, like... So I guess basically... You, yeah. is coming from? Like, <laughs> how good it must be to molest kids? Yeah, you, basically, I guess the gist of it... getting caught doing it? Yeah, it would be for anybody to molest kids, given this, like, social risks of getting caught and what all of the ramifications for getting caught being a child molester and just all of, like, the, like, hoops you have to jump through in order to, like, dabble your toe into the world of pedophilia. Like, for in order to do all of that, it must be so good yeah, that it's worthwhile. Yeah. So his bit is that, you know, like, he doesn't love anything as much as that, and that's kind of the gist of the material. Then, obviously, yeah. he Louis C.K.'s it up with a whole bunch of hilarious shit. And confused but, faces. And, yeah, yeah, all the good stuff. So that was basically the, uh, would you kind of say that's basically the gist of the Yeah, bit, I mean, it, yeah, that was pretty much the gist of it but yeah i guess the love enough kids that have been molested formed a group <laughs> they're Finally. furious about this joke 
<laughs> now, I think my whole thing about this was I did see the bit. The, his whole monologue I thought was great. Yeah, so did that I. That part of it I felt was kind of just like – I felt that my kind of just general impulse about it, though, was that I thought that it was a very funny bit. And if you saw him do it at a club, it would be a hilarious bit. But I felt like he was kind of doing it on SNL kind of too intentionally – be outrageous and yeah. like cause some controversy for himself because it's just not the kind of bit that that you do to that American public and to that audience on live TV without knowing that you're going to get some type of backlash. You know, yeah, he went out of his way to do it. Shouldn't NBC and SNL also like be held just responsible? It's not like they didn't approve the said monologue. It's That's another like, good point. It's like not like he didn't have to run that by anybody. Like, no, Louie, just go out there and do a soft five. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll give sure. you the light when it's time to introduce. He treated the like it's an open mic and yeah. just showed up. Like, hey, you got five minutes uh, yeah, right no. before. I felt, uh, and I did. You, I, I, I definitely don't feel the way that it was executed. It really got went too far. No, it was it nothing that you were watching there at all creeped out or there was no like glorification of the subject or anything like that. It was just one of the it was just the classic putting you in the shoes of somebody you don't want to be in yeah. and then, you know, going to yourself, Oh, maybe I would fuck a kid <laughs> you know. <laughs> if that was if at the end of the day that's what you thought, there's probably yeah. bigger problems it than Louis C. K. <laughs> you know? Uh hilarious. They ever put Did you watch TV the whole thing? I watched it through via TiVo, so I watched uh, most of it, I'd most say. Of it, most of it. Anytime yeah, that I accidentally fast-forwarded through a skit too far, and I would have to rewind to see the beginning. Well, what do I, what do I, I got all day? What am I, on vacation here? It's a lot I'm a busy life here. I got to go move on to the next one. Gotcha. But... So, but even bigger, I guess, late night news would be uh, Letterman's farewell tour. The last Letterman, yes, I'd say it's probably the story of the week. <laughs> story of the week. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. A story, a story. It's the story of the week. <laughs> extra, extra. The story of the week. It's the story of the week. <laughs> Gunshots. So yes. yeah, the uh, so the last Letterman, <laughs> the last Letterman. Uh, yeah, like you said, farewell tour was this week. Did you watch yeah. any of those? I did. I, I did again via TiVo. Yeah, I watched pretty much of it online. I didn't actually watch any of the episodes. You're one of those online geeks, man. You are a geek. You got the yeah. internet. You got the late night TV. Yeah, no, I, I did it through TiVo. I watched most of them. Anything interesting? Anything interest you for the at the uh, processions? Um, uh, the Bill Murray man. Always a big Bill Murray guy. I love Bill Murray. So Bill Murray popping out. Cake <laughs> Bill Murray coming out as a cake to say the farewell. A little cake by because he was the uh, first uh, guest of his in like the 1980s, like his original late night talk hmm, show. Is that a fact? <laughs> did, you, do you, did you remember that from all those years? Or did they happen to mention that on the show? That, right. that and also ran through a montage of funny Bill Murray shit. Yeah, so. Bill Murray uh, popping out of all sorts of shit. Bill Murray is still like, I'd say, like the most certifiably just hilarious whack job oh, yeah. in Hollywood. You know what I mean? In sure. terms of being hilarious just because he's a kook. Because whether he's on Letterman or not on Letterman, he seems to be like popping out of cakes all the time yeah. in various places. <laughs> just like up, there's yeah. Just as many hilarious, like, random internet, like, uh, Bill Murray doing funny shit at golf outings and weddings than there is on Le Letterman or late night yeah, TV really, shows. Yeah, just pops up out of nowhere. He's constantly doing hilarious Bill shit, Murray's dressed side. up as a maniac. So, yeah, I like that. Um, the top ten, the last top ten, all the celebrities popping up. Jim Carrey's, uh, Jim Carrey's crazy Jim Morrison beard was pretty <laughs> sick. Did you see the, uh... Norm, the one of the last weeks, Norm did uh, Norm stand up. The stand up, yes. But Norm, Norm did a set that turned a little emotional. Yeah, At the end, he actually like choked up. <laughs> he punked like out. He did. He did punk out. In un in very ungeeked up fashion. Uh, geeks don't. There's no crying and geeked up. That's all right. Great. That's right. Can't but cry. He cried. It was pretty cool though. I liked. He told one of uh, 
He told an old Letterman joke from when he saw Norm saw Letterman when he was a kid in Toronto before Letterman even did late night talk shows, and he always remembered one of his jokes, so he did that joke and then got emotional. And then it got like the last episode. Did you see? Was just like the montage. All, yeah, it was just all like emotional montage. But then the emotional Foo Fighters send off, which is just hilarious. Like as much as I love Norman Louis, Letterman loves the Foo Fighters. Apparently, is a yeah, dude. Like what a <laughs> that was a very weird emotional attachment that he had to the to the fighters of Foo, as he always would call them. But oh, uh, the Foo Fighters. I mean, fucking not a Foo Fighters guy at all. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, no, Dave Grohl, but he plays all of the ins- yeah, but he plays them all mediocre. Fucking, he's a t- like, <laughs> how about you fucking stick to one, get good. Yeah, at find one. a heroin addict lead singer and fucking uh, make an album with that guy, Dave Grohl. All right, leave the fucking ruining yeah. Letterman to. But yeah, it was the emotional send up, and it's just kind of like all I could kind of think about was just how embarrassing it is that like at one point Letterman was like listening in his headphones to that fucking whack <laughs> Foo Fighters song, like and like thinking that was helping him get over heart surgery. Yeah, and I've definitely like listened to a song and like felt it was helping me at the time, but like. When you look at it in other somebody's shoes, and it was just like Letterman when he's sitting there, like you out. know, this song saved my life, and his Letterman listening to sometimes. It's like Letterman, seriously, dude, like fucking. For you, well, good thing he didn't pick up like a Tupac album or something. <laughs> yeah, seriously, get this, get this Tupac on the show. Yeah, coming back for heart surgery. Fifty Cent took nine bullets. He came back. You want to learn a comeback story, Letterman? Yeah. But yeah, so that was uh, also, so that was kind of the emotional farewell. The last show was just a bunch of a clip show. And Letterman was. Were you a Letterman guy growing up? Yeah, of course, I loved Letterman. first were Letterman, Letterman or Leno? Yeah, that's where we grew up. Always no, 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 Leno, always Letterman. Okay, of course, yeah. Letterman. What are we? Are you, are you a soccer mom? Yeah. Of course, you're a Letterman I'm a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone under the age of forty-five is the general consensus <laughs> is Letterman. That's true. You got forty-five and up. You Leno. nailed that one. So of course, Letterman guy, and he was definitely. I remember his. I do remember his original, The Late Show. And then I remember him going to, going uh, from NBC to CBS to do the 11:30 show, to rival uh, Van Leno. Yeah, Van Leno, because there was the big battle. Of over, course, uh, who's taking over for Carson? Exactly, that was the original late night wars, yeah. and that was like the original torch. Because when we were when we were kids. It was like you heard – we were kind of a little too young for Carson, but you always heard vaguely about – remember Carson. Yeah, vaguely yeah. remember seeing Carson, but all you ever heard about was like in that generation, Carson, back then it was like the only show, but that mm-hmm. was like the end-all, be-all of like fame was being on Carson. It was like the most impactful Absolutely. show of the times, and then kind of the torch for them was passed to Letterman and Leno – and then the mark was said. We were, we both became uh, Letterman guys, obviously. Yeah, even though Leno technically won, you know, Leno technically Leno took over the Tonight Show. He did, and, he and then Letterman was just like, "Fuck it, who says we can't have two? Because <laughs> there wasn't two before." And then so then Letterman went to CBS and was like, "We'll call this the Tonight Show." Exactly, and they stuck on to the Late Show. But then they kind of so then they were always waging war, and then all the other Conan and all the other personalities came in. But now, so now uh, Letterman, so now Leno has already been pe- gone, mm-hmm. and it was also another kind of a weird retirement with Leno, with Letterman rather, because unlike Leno, who kind of got forced out and was giving his show away and was like going to be doing other stuff, Letterman like kind of organically retired because yeah. he felt like the time is coming. It's weird to like see in show business like somebody actually retire and be like, all right, this is it. I'm hanging up. I'm not doing anything else. Like I'm old. I'm just like, I'm just yeah, I'm just done. I'm just retiring. Yeah. Like that doesn't. You don't get to see that in entertainment. Usually, like Conan's fair. Well, show was the send off to him going to another network. Exactly. You know, but um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, just hanging up the coat. So now those guys are gone and pass it out. So now we have Colbert taking over for Letterman. Just in terms of Colbert taking over, what do you feel about that? I'm curious because, about it, man. Um, because.
Because, you know, in the Colbert Report, he always, like, played a character. Exactly. He was playing, like, a goofy, like, right-wing Republican character. But a character, definitely. It's a character-driven show. He was yeah. not, like, a per- He was not showing his true personality. So to see him, actually how he is, it just seemed like a crazy choice to take over. I'm sure it'll be funny. I'm sure it'll be fine, but... Yeah, I think he's hilarious. I just think it's very risky in terms of just like other – they had other personalities that are famous and accepted for who they are, kind of like a Fallon. Everybody felt comfortable that he was going to be mm-hmm. just an easy guy to watch and do goofy, funny kind of middle of the road. Very Leno-type kind of shit. And I think Colbert is brilliant. I think the Colbert Report was a great, brilliant show. But I just think even for him it's a little bit rusky, risky to break out of the mold for himself under such a big spotlight. Because, you know, I not, I'm definitely confident that he's a very funny guy, but there's just a lot of risk where if it takes you know, a little while to figure out who he is being himself on a show like that, all of a sudden before it's too over, you've gotten horrible ratings and yeah. tanked the late night show, and now you're like a national disgrace because Fallon kicked your ass in the ratings, and, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's making Colbert's not funny jokes. and Or will he just stick with a Stephen Colbert? Just stick <laughs> as the character. Just, like, still come out there flying an eagle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody could argue with that yeah. if... Uh, uh, that's the direction he goes. I'm certainly yeah. there, but I think that would be uh, would work out great. But also, I think the other interesting thing too, just to uh, see in the future, is now since we're kind of so far removed from the Carson generation, where these late night shows were actually a real big deal, and then I think there was a lot of implied respect for Leno and Letterman because they were still from that generation where like the torch was passed down, and there was still that late night world. It'll kind of be interesting to see with all of those guys out of the mix now, and the Fallons and Colberts and these guys, it being their world, how important and relevant the whole late night thing even is anymore. You know, it's definitely the content is out there for people aren't really getting made or, you know, they're really not making their career because of their Leno appearance or their Fallon appearance. You know what I mean? You might get your name out there for your first time, but it's definitely not like, you know, David Brenner's an overnight star because he killed on Carson or the famous uh, Stephen Wright story and all that kind of stuff. But so it'll it'll be interesting to see a how Colbert does, but just even if uh, how important it is for him to do well in the future. Why are the subject of this right now? This also bring us into our closer look segment of the show. Oh shoot! They take a closer look. So this uh, episode, we're taking a closer look at um, all-time favorite late-night moments. Okay, shows. so then can I start off my all-time favorite late-night show moment? Going, Daly? going, hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> with Arsenio, my favorite all-time. Uh, you're a big Arsenio hoo, guy. Hoo, hoo, big Arsenio. <laughs> I was never a big Arsenio guy, I guess, but I was a huge hoo, 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 hoo. Yeah. Like it's before I knew that Arsenio existed, I knew you were supposed to throw your arm in a circle and go. Hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> and it was just like a. And then seeing clips though of like him, that was literally how he would start a show. It was a grown man would walk on stage, just a bunch of other grown men would go. Hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> Top Arsenio. notch. Top notch. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched an episode of Arsenio. Like for me, in keeping up with Letterman. Something I always remember. Of course, I wasn't like alive to see it go play live. If I was, I was like five. But it was. I know about it. I've seen the clips. I love it. Is the uh, whole spiel of Andy Kaufman and like yes. Jerry the King Lawler <laughs> on just smacking Kaufman across the face, and like, <laughs> everyone thought it was like this real thing. Just, 
Jerry King Lawler's whole beef was that Kaufman had this whole like running gag of him like going to wrestling matches and just challenging women. He's like, I'm a man. Yeah, no, he was the undisputed women's champion of the world. Oh, it was and the he best. had the belt and he would like go defend his belt against women professional wrestlers. <laughs> and he was the undisputed women's champion of the world. That's right. And the king didn't like it. And the whole like thing on Letterman and he smacks Kaufman and Kaufman threatens to sue everybody. <laughs> The whole thing was just a giant And Kaufman act. started showing up everywhere. Like, it was a work where he was supposed to do it, but then Kaufman, like, started showing up everywhere in a neck brace yeah, that's right. and, like, claiming that he really got injured and that, like, Lawler crossed the line and Lawler was like, wait a minute, like, you're the, like, guy, you're wrestling girls. We had it all set up. And Lawler's, like, or, like Kaufman's pretending not to be able to fucking move anymore. Uh, yeah, fantastic. So that's like yeah, that was definitely, favorite. like, one of the definitive uh, things. I think that kind of now in that vein... It's turned into, and it's some of the things that I remember vividly, we talked a little bit about Norm, but there's been a lot of, like, Norm clips on the internet that have also gone viral of his various, of Norm on uh, talk shows. There's the, there's the famous chairman of the board, Carrot Top clip that always gets played <laughs> with Norm on uh, Conan. And I remember yeah. him on Letterman when I was a kid watching one time, where he told the story about taking acid at some football game in Canada, where there was, like, the annual college football game in Canada, and he gets all dosed up on acid and, like, tries to uh, throw with like a jar of mustard onto the field but it just winds up going like all in front of the guy in front of him and I just remember like crying out loud in my house <laughs> watching Norm and I also remember when Norm after getting or from getting fired Friday's from SNL weekend as update. the Weekend Update guy him coming back to host SNL the next year with uh, Eminem and Dr. Dre as the musical guest I remember definitely staying home on a Saturday night in high school to watch that yeah, Norm for myself and yeah Dr. I mean come on me? <laughs> What more can an 11th grade Liam want? The one episode where you don't walk away during the musical performance? <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> then other things that I just, like, remember crying out loud as a kid watching on uh, watching was on Conan. Like, anytime Triumph was on. Like, the Triumph at Star Wars, at the Star Wars debut on Conan. Triumph Tons of shit on Conan. Masturbating Bear. I remember just being, like, when that, when that show was first getting settled, Pimp Bot was a huge character. <laughs> Every episode, you're waiting, hoping Pimp Bot would somehow roll in. What about anything on like SNL? For me, there's like a lot of a lot of funny ones. All of, like, especially even the new ones, man. Like the uh, digital shorts, the whole Andy Samberg thing made all the the dick in a box dick and, in a and box all these and like I'm on a boat and all those yeah 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 catchy fucking the ambiguously songs. gay duo. I don't know like how Robert recent Spinal. that is these yeah, days, no, no, no. but like that's still. Then, uh, yeah. Hilarious bits Because definitely In terms of SNL Again I'm kind of bringing All this to when I was more of like a kid But I definitely remember In SNL Like watching the uh, Red Hooded Sweatshirt With Sandler singing Red Hooded Sweatshirt And the And then the uh, Hanukkah song Of course I remember when that Came out Watching that on SNL And being like SNL was uh, really top-notch at that point. It was top-notch at that point. And they even had the great Farley commercials. And was Farley and Sam. Oh, the commercials. Schmidt's gay. Oh, Schmidt's <laughs> gay. Oh, gay. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Farley's look? Like his over-the-shoulder eye, like He's eyebrow so raise <laughs> at the guy's balls and Schmidt's gay. Do you get back massages? <laughs> <laughs> like Speedos. Yeah, Schmidt's gay. My favorites of the commercials were uh, <laughs> cookie dough-flavored Gatorade. <laughs> Or just them fucking pouring cookie dough like all over there, and then crystal clear gravy. Remember crystal clear Pepsi yeah, with the yeah, uh, Van no, Halen song, but it was crystal clear gravy. <laughs> it was the it grossest was a thing ever. Gloopy. Yeah, I forget exactly how the commercial went, but there was like a great commercial, a fake commercial they did. It was like Amy Poehler and Alec Baldwin, and it was like it was like sold by like husbands out there when their wives unexpectedly and no highly 
got herpes out of nowhere, and she's like, "Yeah, I didn't know you could just get herpes out of nowhere." And because like, the husband's obviously yeah. cheating on the wife, <laughs> but like, yes, it happens. Just take the medicine. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things like, I thought was a hilarious commercial. Even there was the uh, Starbucks home barista commercial. <laughs> that yeah, was just, that was within a couple of reasons. Ones. Yeah, that was a reason one. Could be any goober speaking like fair moments like all of the uh, any the whole time Will Ferrell was on SNL. That's just, like, absolutely true. It was yeah, Will for Ferrell sure. At his best and like not a starring role, just cameo roles, which are always the funniest for sure. Will Ferrell things ever. And it was also got to the point where there was like the whole shows after those years where Ferrell was kind of still on when it was the Sandlers and Mike Myers and all those guys, and then they all kind of left, and all that was left over was like Tim Meadows and <laughs> Tim Will Meadows Ferrell, and then Will Ferrell. There was a couple seasons where it was like in every single episode. Yeah, like Fallon would come on for one of the episodes and sing a song, and everybody would love it, and there would be a couple other staple bits but Will Ferrell would be part every in every them. single one of them yeah, that's and true, would that's uh, be in just like the straight man in every single skit but the lovers the oh, Will Ferrell lovers break every time <laughs> the hot tub lovers that's actually true just I guess the most famous parts of those shows are SNL watching the characters break and yeah, nobody would hilarious. break people harder than Will Ferrell yeah just no, consistently. of course, of course. and what nobody would break easier than Fallon that little fucking goofball yeah it's called Fallening now, so it was so much to the point that he would just Oh, really? It. I hated him when he was on SNL. Me too. That. I kind of turned on him. I mean, I kind of like him now that he hosts the late night, but SNL wasn't a big Fallon guy. Because oh, every skit, oh, let's watch this bozo laugh. Yeah, like, yeah. You just show up. You not, like, read the script a hundred times like everyone else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, what's going on? But I guess, too, like, one of the best ones for, like, you or me, maybe, because I know you're a big Kimmel guy, and I'm a big, I think Kimmel is hilarious. Huge Kimmel guy. But I think it was like the first, like when this show first aired, the whole like late night Kimmel show. The first, That's like, true, actually. Weeks. Like if you remember, Snoop was his co-host. Because when Kimmel started, he debuted, I remember he debuted after the Super Bowl one year, but his gag when he started was that he was going to have a co-host, but it was going to be Different a rotating yeah, yeah, rotate co-host. co-host like every week or so. And it started, and you could also drink at the Kimmel show when mm-hmm. it first started, which was a big gag. Yeah. And then like within the first week or two, like, Snoop was just getting so high every show, and, like, a girl puked in the crowd from getting so <laughs> drunk that they needed to, like, dramatically change everything. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, that's definitely a great call, because I remember that's just a very cool, because now he's going to be kind of one of the future monsters of the late-night world. And that's also kind of one of those personalities who we were both probably huge fans of from the Man Show oh, and when Ben Stein's Money. And, like, going into it, we were already, like, rooting for this kind of young, hilarious guy that was going to be taking him on. And now he's, you know, one of the more senior late-night uh, personalities. But right. a lot of, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot yeah, of great shit Kimmel, from Kimmel. Yeah, the first couple of weeks came Kimmel. It was just, like, This so week like in unnecessary censorship. He's brought us all sorts of, uh, all sorts of gold. So, mean yeah. tweets, Those yeah. opening weeks, though, they were just so just, like, it didn't even seem like scripted. It just seemed like they were just like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what stuck. So anything else? Game time! <laughs> oh shit, we know what that noise means. Ring the bell. That's going to be the end of A Closer Look. It's time to get into the game this week. Come to the game closet. Alright, so we're stepping into the game room now. See what we're playing this episode. Looks like it's going to be ding blind analyzing. That was the uh, wheel of destiny. A very official wheel of destiny, um, right there. I hope there. you guys picked up on that. That was the wheel of <laughs> destiny. But uh, I thought I was about to win the showcase showdown when that uh, nah, you broke a dollar final thing hit. But so we're gonna do blind analyzing this episode. Very fun one. That's a fun one. I'm excited. This is a fun one. This is kind of more up my alley on the geeked up game. Uh, <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting my selection here. That's right. Ligan's gonna get his licks in. It looks like. 
So you want to uh, explain what, uh, what exactly we're going to be doing here? So what we're doing is, obviously, Liam and I can't know everything about everything, despite the fact that we think we're pretty close to it. <laughs> but for me, instance, or like for Liam, was never really a big comic book guy. I'm not a big comic book guy, Devin. I'm not, not really a big 90s professional wrestler guy. Not a big wrestling guy. I think after I hit 12, <laughs> it was uh, all downhill from there for Wait me. Wait a minute. But um, so what we're going to do here is we're going to present each other three different guys. Liam's going to throw three wrestlers my way. I'm going to throw three comic book characters Liam's way. Yes, and these are, co- these are characters that we know absolutely nothing about. But given our experience in the geek culture, we feel like we should be able to do a pretty good job of analyzing who exactly these characters are based nothing upon actual knowledge of them. So we're going to do a little blind analyzing of these characters. A little blind analyzing. Now, to help us well through what we judge, we're going to be doing, like, the three basic uh, kind of criteria for all the characters are going to be kind of like a vague description of what they would potentially look like, a potential backstory that would lead them to their storyline, you know, mm-hmm. uh, including what would maybe give them their special powers or in professional wrestling their big finishing move, Exactly, perhaps. exactly. Right? And then the last one would be who their big arch nemesis is. Every good character needs a big villain, a big rival. Who would their rival be? So let's go through, like, a, a example. Want to get everybody on the same page, page here, Devo. Let's say we we're going to be doing a little blind analyzing for Spider-Man. Everyone knows Spider-Man. Pretend that we don't know Spider-Man. Yeah, so it would go something like, all right, Spider-Man, I bet you he would be kind of like a guy who got bit by, like, a radioactive spider, got all sorts of powers, can shoot, you know, webs out of his hand. I don't know. He would maybe wear some type of spandex red blue suit with web features all over it and he might fight like a big uh what exactly is venom just a big black spider <laughs> yeah exactly and that would be a pretty good blind analyzer. So i would nail that yeah one. leah would have killed that one i don't think the rest of these are gonna go so well <laughs> yes but that uh, is where the funny shit starts exactly <laughs> like i said like like liam said or i said these characters we don't know anything about we don't know yeah. Anything about them besides the names we're about to get presented. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to, again, kind of judge each other based on the criteria I mentioned before, each other. And we're going to do it round by round and then simply kind of decide who wins each round and then uh, determine who's the better blind analyzer between me and Devin here. So here we go. Kick it off. All right. So my three, I'm going to present you, I guess, first with my three wrestlers. Okay. Okay. You know absolutely nothing about. I'm going to be going with, have you ever heard of a... uh, of, of a wrestler, Coco Beware. <laughs> 1990s superstar wrestler, Coco Beware. No, I haven't. But we're I already... think he might be a Hall of Famer, too, by the way. You should probably know Coco Beware. We How are... about 1990s superstar, The Red Rooster? <laughs> nope. <laughs> the Red... There's no... You definitely shouldn't know The Red Rooster. And then the last one, Dr. Isaac Yankum. <laughs> All right. So that one you're clearly making up, right? There's no Dr. Isaac Yankum. Oh, there's a Dr. Isaac Yankum, baby. <laughs> Right. So okay, those you ever are, heard of any of those? <laughs> no, Can not, you, we're not gonna be blind on, on all of our analyzing. You never, going, you never heard of the Red Rooster? Are you I'm sure? Going you? Helen Keller into this one. <laughs> <laughs> all so, right, so now who am I going to be? So you're going to get uh, three comic book characters who I've picked for you are Savage Dragon, Savage Dragon. All right, uh, conjuring a mental picture. You don't know anything about Savage Dragon. Um, what about Nightwing? Nightwing. That's another X. That's another. That's 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 the Red Rooster of comic book characters. I'm thinking. All right, Savage Dragon's not that big. Most people know Nightwing. I'm getting it. it. All right, what about this one? This is a big one. I'm going on a dice roll here that you might know him. What about Mister Fantastic? 
Mr. Mr. Fantasy from the traffic song, <laughs> Dear Mr. Fantasy. Unfortunately, no. Sing me a tune. Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Fantastic. Now, this is Fantastic. one that I like. I'm going to be honest. I have definitely like vaguely heard of Mr. Fantastic, but I know nothing about it. It would kind of be like a ravishing Rick Rude or maybe somebody for you that you've made That's a right. of the name. But like, like Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. I'm aware of Bam Bam Bigelow. But, yeah, you know, I, like, I know that there is, like if you would have asked me before the show Nightwing, I would have thought maybe like a cheesy uh, like 90s sitcom, not a necessarily <laughs> a comic book character. But uh, Mr. Fantastic, I know he exists, don't know anything about him. So I think it'll right. work. Think so it'll he's work. the Bam Bam Bigelow of our... Uh... All right, so we'll start off. Let's. Uh, and there's also going to be a little strategy involved right here. We're going to flip a coin, see who goes first. We're gonna flip a coin. And we're gonna kind of lay it, lay it out, round by round here. I got so you got a coin. That the one thing we didn't play in the show. All right, so I'll flip it up. I'm letting it, la- I'm letting it go where it lands. I don't do that catch right. it in the hand, especially because I'm holding a mic. All right, all right. So, so I'm gonna go heads. All right, calling heads. Oh, is it heads? It's heads. All right. So do I want to? Loves giving heads. Do I want to receive, or am I kicking off here? You choose, man. You oh do- man, I think I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna kick off to you. All right, that's I'm gonna kick off. You definitely want last licks. Good strategy. So I think we're gonna start with you. Let's just go. Uh, so I'm gonna go, and then I think I'm, I'll start off with. Uh, I'm thinking I'm gonna start off with Mr. Fantasy. Mr. Fantastic or Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> this is already getting great. <laughs> this is already Mr. fantastic. Fantasy. All right, so Liam. All right, who is so, Mr. Fantastic? Mr. Fan- well, he's obviously. Just some like low rent Superman, isn't he? He's got to be just some like hydroxy nautical gear version of Superman. All right, just a blatant ripoff for like the kids that couldn't afford the DC comics. They got the free Mister Fantastic. So like his, uh, I guess his big villain would be not like like not Lex Luger, but uh, Wes Hoover. <laughs> and he hates like Croptomones is his big like so you're going, he's just like a basic just rip off yeah it's Superman. just a straight up rip off obviously a <laughs> knockoff he's got like the uh, you know like come on like Burr, one's fan one's a Superman the other's a fantastic mister <laughs> it's like no I, <laughs> you know he's not like faster than a speeding bullet but is even faster than what comes out of a gun <laughs> <laughs> his outfit though it's got to be like like he's like it's got to be totally different though his outfit you know like he's got blonde hair gotcha and then instead of like a blue suit with red and then the yellow he's got like a red suit with some yellow then some blue <laughs> and uh, he doesn't have a cape he doesn't wear a cape unlike Superman he's got some faggy thing dragging around his neck draping over his back oh, you're <laughs> like a snuggie <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he gets all of his powers drawn from a snuggie <laughs> oh my god you That's pretty all I got on Mr. Fantastic You nailed it Alright Is he any type of just sheer rip off of Superman? No No, oh, none of this He's dude. an actual guy He's a guy He's Mr. a guy Fantastic. Not only is he a guy He's like the leader of like a huge staple of uh, Marvel Comics So Mr. Fantastic is the uh, leader of the Fantastic Four Oh, I shouldn't have <laughs> thought about that <laughs> Fantastic! Fuck yes, he's uh, all makes sense now. He's a scientist. He's a very smart scientist. So he's the one that like makes the thing and like, yeah, they all else. went on like a space mission to space. Like they're all astronauts and they got hit by like some cosmic rays and came back with powers. So his power is actually he can stretch. He can stretch. So he's Mr. Stretch. Yeah, but he's Mr. Fan. He's fantastic at doing it. <laughs> he does it fantastically. <laughs> yeah, he does it fantastically. Right. So he can stretch any part of his body as far as he wants or in any kind of shape or whatever. 
Um, his arch nemesis is another guy with a hilarious West name. Over, of course. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Oh, you see another Dr. guy. Doctor Doom. The Dr. guy that's Doom. the Fantastic Four's arch nemesis. They actually went to college together, Doctor Doom, and uh, <laughs> swear to God, that's a definitely and Mr. Kind of Fantastic. A, kind of an interesting uh, comic book plotline. Yeah, they didn't get off. Two college rivals yeah, that fucking no, didn't really match off in history 101. Exactly. So they uh, went One two different paths. Do- Doctor Doom tried to cheat off a of Mr. Fantastic, and that douche would, wouldn't let him. And uh, should we show you a picture of him? Yeah, let me see this. You want to take a look at that? Superman knockoff. Because he's still wearing blue. He's, uh... <laughs> oh, this fucking guy. I've seen it. This yeah, is Mr. Fantastic. That's Mr. Fantastic. He doesn't look always like cracked up to be. He should be Mr. Long Arms. He should be Mr. Long Goonie Arms. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, so... All right. I don't know. I don't know where we so I guess no points based on, this on my... Didn't nail, nail anything on the appearance. You said no cape, so we'll give, we'll give you like a half a point on but that. But he's not wearing a snuggie. So. He's not wearing a snuggie. <laughs> he's got white gloves on. I mean, you said some kind of faggy thing. All right, that's true. So I'll give myself a... You, we're going half a point? Half a point on look. Okay. I think everything else has got to be a big fat zero. <laughs> All right. So All who right. are you going to be? Uh, you got Coco Beware, The Red Rooster, or Dr. Isaac Yankum. Who are we throwing at first? All right. All right. I think I just have to start off with, uh, let's go Coco Beware. Coco Beware. All right. All right. Now, to me, I'm thinking like Coco Chanel. He's some kind of like fashionista <laughs> wrestler. So he's like, you beware. Beware. It's Coco. Coco Beware. All so right, he comes nice. out in like some kind of like heels, I'm thinking. <laughs> like we're maybe thinking like a cross-dressing guy here. So, but, like, still has the tights on, but maybe, like, a wig. Uh, I'm thinking he was, like, the uh, the Bruce Jenner of the wrestling <laughs> the wrestling world. Everyone's beware of this guy. And it was the 90s, so they weren't beware. quite ready for him. Yeah. 20 years before the post-op surgery was even invented, there yeah. was Coco Beware. That's his uh, origin story. I like to think his art. Coco Beware. Who would be a better if he's who I think he is? This homosexual wrestler, <laughs> who better to be his arch nemesis than Stone Cold Steve Austin, the epitome of like the American the redneck. redneck? So like that's my backstory for him. His origin is that Stone Cold came in there and wrecked his dad's fashion shop, and now they're arch nemesises, and that's why they have to wrestle and get the love of Vince McMahon. So his uh, finishing move, when they're in the middle of the grip, he takes his wig off and shows you that he's really a dude, <laughs> which scares the guy. Like, beware. And then he throws a kiss your way, and the kiss he, like, of death. Of, yeah, like, exactly. Face, exactly. And, he pinned, one, two, and then three. he pins you by, like, sitting on your face and, like, <laughs> giving you a kiss on the forehead. All right. All right. So I guess, yeah, his costume. Yeah. I think I, uh, that's, uh, I think I have to have this one on the I nose here. I think that you're probably not exactly anywhere near the nose, but... I think there's some elements of yours that you might... So Coco Beware, 1990s professional wrestler. First, in terms of a villain, I don't think he ever really had a villain because he pretty much lost all of his oh, matches. Yeah. His only gimmick was that he would bring a bird to the stage. <laughs> yeah. He was... Devin's bringing... Finally, with uh, this picture of him. He would bring a bird to the stage, which doesn't come anywhere close to his name, but that was his only thing. His only gimmick was he had a parrot named Frankie that he would bring to the stage. And the only reason that I think his name was Coco is because he's a black guy. Yeah, I did and not Beware, see that coming. I guess because he's dangerous. The only thing the shithead could come close to in terms of a finishing move would be doing a jump kick <laughs> would be the only significant thing that he would do is he would jump kick people and then lose immediately with this bird named Frankie but one thing that he was known for was extremely flamboyant lavish outfits oh come on lots of like come checkered on. suspenders and bedazzled headbands I feel like he's very <laughs> yeah he is a little bit of a fashionista being a, being a, being a Coco as you will for WWF he had to be very funky and jazzy 
But yeah, his only the only thing that you like for accuracy. If you would have said anything to do with the bird, you would have gotten points yeah. because that's his only gimmick is that he carries a bird. But I'm gonna give you a one point on uh, like whatever you said for the over the top homoerotic fashionista style. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking wrestler. at this guy. And he's so much better than the Coco. <laughs> Although, man, I feel like. Yeah, you're really not too far off. Yeah, dude, like, I feel like <laughs> except for the parrot, you were shocking. And you're close. right. Every picture of this guy, he's got and the what parrot. What kind of like evil homosexual guy <laughs> wouldn't have some weird bird that he would be like? His he's got the parrot. Every picture. That's his only thing is he's got Frankie the parrot. There's not a picture with him without a parrot. <laughs> Did the parrot get in the ring? It. Did the parrot wrestle? Did anyone ever like grab the parrot? And oh, be like, no, every episode, put like, Frankie whoever, down. Whoever he was fighting would go threaten the parrot. Yeah. Come Go would jump kick him and then it would be <laughs> all, right. all right. So I think you win the uh, you win the first <laughs> round. I got to be honest. Oh my god, dude! I've just immediately become a wrestling fan. By the way, now that I know who Kelko Beware is. <laughs> all right, so you're up. All right, who's so your I'm second up. comic book character? Your choice. All right, so I've got Savage Dragon or Nightwing. <laughs> all right, I think I'm gonna go with Savage Dragon. Savage Dragon. All right, he's uh. So I would go Savage Dragon. I feel like he's obviously some type of like crazy, evil, fire-breathing, princess-killing, medieval-style dragon, right? <laughs> but I think that this story is going to be like a comic book from the dragon's perspective, where he's not like some evil maniac. He's like the normal, he's like the hero, but he plays just some like crazy, evil dragon, you know what I mean? So his big villain would be like some whiny bitch that's trying to cross the bridge to save their enslaved family, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like the savage dragon's going to like stop, he's going to like... Watch through the enchanted Munderland to blow fire all over this fucking idiot. <laughs> and they're like stupid horse or whatever, you know? And then uh, he's got like, he would look just like any other dragon, big wings, big green dinosaur looking thing, fire coming to his mouth. But he's a savage, so he'd have like a Tarzan robe and like a scruffy beard. Wait, is he like an actually like a dragon? Like a, like a big old, like. He's a big old dragon that like roams <laughs> that the That wears like a fucking... He just guards the, like whatever dragons do. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. gotta like wish Hang him out. Yeah. guards the palace. But he's a savage. He's like an evil dragon that everybody hates. Like, he's the villain of all of the movies with dragons, only it's from, like, his perspective. So it doesn't portray him a villain. It portrays him like the hero that's protecting the castle. Okay. Okay. Um, but... All right. So... I guess his powers would just be, like, being a, a dragon. dragon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, like, like flies, <laughs> does fire, hates all uh, intruders to his land, very protective of his castle. All right. You did hit... One good point. <laughs> he looks like a dragon. Okay, all right, nice. <laughs> kind of. Does he Savage have... Dragon is actually a member of the Chicago Police Department. <laughs> but I want you to take a look at this guy because he's also a wife beater, blue jean wearing dragon. <laughs> so, that's where the Savage part that's comes That's the from? Savage Dragon. So he's okay, like so a like where in the Chicago like what what comic is he from? He's like the image comics. He has his own comic, like the spinoff, like not DC, not Marvel, like where Spawn and all that comes okay, from. Okay, and he's is there like other it, comics in the Chicago Police Force, or he's just randomly? No, he's just in the. There's other like, like, the like the comics. Is he the hoof <laughs> show the Chicago Police Force? He's just randomly a fucking like. More or less, they found old Savage Dragon like burning in a field when he was a baby. So like a police captain found him and made him the um, just trained him to be a cop, more or less. He's got green skin. He's got a big old fin on his head. His powers are he has uh, super strength, 
And I think he's a vulnerable. Pretty lame by powers. Yeah. Fucking standards. He can't be like hurt by fire, and he has an advanced healing factor. He can't really be hurt. So he doesn't blow fire. No, he just oh, can't fuck. be hurt by fly? fire. No, he doesn't Duh, fly. Jesus, he wears a white hat. Like, all right. So I got the. He vaguely, he kind of looks like a dragon. But not much like a savage. See, he acts like a savage, but doesn't look like a savage. See, I, mean, I was going to go... You said he looked like a dragon. You said the green skin. You nailed it with the green skin. <laughs> All right. So I got maybe another half a point for green skin. A little half a point for green skin. Right. And his... Uh, so I got to hope Arch you... Nemesis. I, I really got to hope you... Oh, yeah. Who's this big... Uh, is this another, like... It's not the whiny bitch trying to... No, get it's this guy called to... Overlord, who is, like, the leader of this group called the Vicious Circle. They're just a bunch of, like, evil mutants, whatever. He sounds evil and vicious, might I Yes, add. but no princess. No whiny bitch princess. Oh man. Unfortunately. This is the worst this is the worst medieval dragon tale ever all right so uh, i got half a point i gotta hope that you've come up zeros on this one yeah i'm gonna jump right into the uh my one of my favorites i gotta say the best for last so i'm just i'm gonna go red rooster the red rooster okay. red rooster now so i feel confident you're not gonna get anything with the red rooster i i mean i feel like i'm gonna nail this one dead on i mean so how the red rooster now i want to say he owns like a fast food chain <laughs> that'd be the obvious choice <laughs> But it's no. I wouldn't even go the more like, like the colonel, elaborate fucking guy. So the red rooster is obviously dressed like a rooster <laughs> in like a big red outfit. I say like the big red feathery cape, maybe like the, like the headpiece on with like the beak thing <laughs> on it, dude. He comes out like some crazy song, like that would be a crazy song. Yeah, you know, much of a song. Some rooster song. Like his backstory was like I don't know, some farm boy grew up on a farm and fucking. Let's say uh, mankind is his arch nemesis because there's another ridiculous <laughs> human being that talked out of his sock, like stormed his farm and broke all his chickens' necks or something. So he became the red rooster and fucking. So that's his old wrestling gimmick. You know, he comes out just like the red undies things, the red boots, a red, a red cape, and like a red fucking like rooster head. Yeah. And his finishing move. Now this one's one of my favorites. Is once he gets a good, uh, he throws chicken feed all over you, <laughs> and then just starts. What? And then just starts. That would be a disqualification. And then just friend. starts pecking. A foreign object. He just starts pecking. He <laughs> starts pecking at you where all the oh, feed hits. Jesus. He blinds you with the chicken feed, and then he just starts pecking oh, you down God. until you're unconscious. You see, you're getting points all over the place. So I feel like I nailed. Are you the done with your analyzing? Yeah, I feel like I nailed all the right, red rooster. Yeah, the uh, the red rooster. I guess maybe I'll just start off with the description of who he is again. A total jobber. More or less just, he was just a guy that went out there in the red tights kind of to vaguely look like a rooster. And that was pretty much where the storyline ended. He did it out of kind of a funky country western He did have song. red tights? He definitely had red tights. He definitely had a red mohawk, like you said, some type of head rooster thing. Red, uh, red mohawk. He wore like a very bedazzled, long, flowing red cape to the I ring. I said red cape. Yeah, you nailed that one. <laughs> the red tights. His gimmick shock. Also, you said the pecking. He would peck people. Yeah. One of his moves was a headbutt that looked a lot like a peck. Oh, come on. A very dude. quick boom headbutt. You get points with that one. His other than finishing move, I believe, was the uh, cross-armed chicken wing would be his Oh, dude, I nailed move. this. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? But other than that, he didn't really have any type of rooster gimmick, which was a hilarious thing about him because they definitely had like talking? no idea. Yeah, all they would do, they just gave him a red mohawk though and it would make him like kind of walk down like kind of hopping like a rooster and then that was it that <laughs> was, was there the a crazy rooster, rooster song no, there was, <laughs> he had some type of like little red rooster-esque kind of funky country song hey little red rooster that kind of thing <laughs> but uh and then his big nemesis though was pretty hilarious it was just the brooklyn brawler was oh, just man. like the other predominant jobber of Is all it time him? 
No, that was one of the guys I was going to go with, though, actually. Uh, it's Hakeem, the African Dream. <laughs> Fuck, so you Dude, totally I nailed. Never, you Red totally Rooster. nailed. And I, like, when I was thinking of Red Rooster, I figured it wasn't a very complex, like, what the fuck else is he going to be? Like, he's obviously going to be a rooster, and you say he's going to be wearing red. Yeah, he's the fucking Red Rooster. You have, like... But so, I had the cape down, man. I threw the cape in the mix. I think you definitely got way more than you should have, though. Also, the the pecking. He gave the headbutts. The pecking headbutts. Was that, uh, Did he not throw chicken feet on him when the, the, the but ref his, wasn't his, looking? Yeah, no. No chicken feet, but... Oh, man. So I think that you're going to... Uh, I'm really going to need to make a comeback here. What do I got uh, there? Nightwing. What do I get there? A point and a half, let's say? I might give you as much as two two full points for that. <laughs> Red Rooster. So now it's so it's two to point five. No, you got two point fives. It's I get okay. Yes. So it actually be three to one. Three to one. Three to one. All right. So I'm gonna need a dramatic comeback. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Nightwing. Go Nightwing. All right. Liam, who is Nightwing? All right. Now, since I need to maybe make such a big comeback, I'm gonna really need to nail this one. So Nightwing, I was thinking about this. Right off the bat, you're going to kind of think like, you know, nighttime, it's flying, the moon, the stars. He's like a big, crazy bird creature, like a gargoyle, perhaps. Some type of like nocturnal flying creature, right? Okay. But no, I think I'm going back to the medieval world. (laughs) Okay, so he's a knight. All right? But he's Chinese. (laughs) So his name is Wing. (laughs) So he's Nightwing. And his story is he's the fucking only Chinese, he's the only fucking knight that's ever Chinese. Like, and that pretty much takes care of a lot of backstory. A lot of gags you can pull with the fucking Chinese guy roaming around the, uh... So, like, he's going through the countryside with a horse, trying to, like, save the princess, you know, whoever, from the evil lord, what's-his-face, whatever. But he's a Chinese guy. It's just like, you know, what the fuck? Does he fight the savage dragon? Is that his nemesis? But he doesn't only use a big sword and one of those, like, double-sided axes. He also is a ninja because, you know, he's, <laughs> he's Chinese. Yeah, let's, let's face it. We do got to. So, like, then his appearance would be, you know, he looks like a Chinese guy, kind of short, dark hair. He, uh, he wears, like, a suit of armor underneath his karate gi. <laughs> <laughs> but not the other way around. He doesn't wear the gi yeah, underneath be more the intimidating armor. To like, you want to display the gi, you know, <laughs> protect yourself with the armor, but let him know where the power lies. Oh my god! How am I doing? Any uh, any points for, oh, for, for Nightwing? <laughs> you couldn't be more far <laughs> off. Dude. Chinese knife, no, dude. You were so close at the beginning. Why did you just stick <laughs> oh, with what you were doing, dude? I was looking at I you like, oh, gotten, you're nailing. I should have went creative. You should have, dude. I shouldn't have stuck with the basics. So this is Nightwing. <laughs> oh, man. That's exactly what I was going to go with. <laughs> so who Nightwing is is actually the first Robin of Batman and Robin. After he got too old to be Robin, he broke off on his own. And okay, then Nightwing. the older Robin. Yeah, the first became, Robin. Dick Grayson. He became fuck, Nightwing. I would have thought dude. a little bit deeper. Right? <laughs> you were Much nailing like it. Mr. You were nailing it. You're like, that one. guy goes out at night, fights crime. Like, yeah, but I'm not going that <laughs> around. You totally went with just the obscure chance that might be a Chinese knight. <laughs> I felt like I really needed to go for accuracy. So, no. one of those. He's like, he doesn't have a power, obviously. He's a man, but he's like really fast. He's been trained by the Batman yeah. so he can fight like no, the Batman. Sure. His arch nemesis is a Deathstroke, like some guy. He actually did, though, start off a gang called the Teen Titans. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sure there was Which some... I think there was some kind of Asian-y person <laughs> yeah, in that gang. Say, so. There's got to be some type of karate guy in the Teen Titans somehow. Is that another half point? Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> just out of sheer disoriginality, I'll give you a full point, dude. <laughs> but where I think I'll shine as the best version 
of how can my version be any worse than the real version is my man, your guys' favorites, Dr. Isaac Yankum. Dr. Isaac Yankum. You know, Dr. Isaac Yankum is just my favorite just name ever, dude. He could be a comic book character, too. He should be teaming up with Mr. Fantastic versus Dr. Isaac Yankum. So Dr. Isaac Yankum comes out in uh, you know, the white doctor's jacket, the stethoscope. Right. Okay, all right. But he's also like hard. <laughs> so he's got. <laughs> Again, these fucking wrestlers aren't very complex characters. But here's I'm the thinking. deal, dude. You know, he's a Dr. Isaac Yankum. So he has like. He's also. How do I describe this guy? Bald head, big mustache, big burly mustache. Uh, <laughs> all right. His arch nemesis. Um, just to throw it out there, just because he's always a bad guy in the wrestling, is without the Undertaker out there. The Undertaker. How's he not come up oh, yet? That fucking right. guy always comes around. And where he's undertaking people, Dr. Isaac Yankum's trying to save him. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I mean? So he's a good guy. So yeah, he's a good guy or a bad guy? Oh, Dr. Isaac Yankum's the best guy. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Only because of his finish move, which is also his last name, is to me a little John claude Van Damme-esque. But when I push comes to fail, Dr. Isaac Yankum, does the split and just grabs the dude right in the dick and gives him a good yank and just gives him a good yank him until they can't take it anymore. Maybe a punch to the balls, but the old yank him yank. All right, well, uh, you hit a couple of points. To be honest, these wrestlers are too transparent. Was he a good guy? Of course, he was the best guy. No, of course, he was an evil doctor. No, he was a bad guy doctor. And do you have any idea what he was a doctor of? Oh, God. Like, what kind of doctor was he? Was he a proctologist? Proctologist. <laughs> no, Dr. Isaac Yankum. His character was he was an evil dentist. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> of course he was. Yankum. And his character... Oh, his, duh, Yankum. His storyline was literally... He was Jerry the King Lawler's evil dentist that got hired to play... That got hired to fight Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh, no. Yeah, so his big... But it was interesting, though, because... Dr. Oh, Isaac yeah, Yankum, believe it or not, didn't last too long. And Dr. Isaac Yankum, that person became... Kane, the wrestler, who is Undertaker's brother no way. and, like, only huge rival ever. Also, you said Undertaker hasn't come up. Undertaker, actually, crazy fact, but Coco B, uh, Undertaker's first wrestling match ever, a win over Coco Beware. What? In his debut, Undertaker beat Coco, Coco Beware. But, uh, yeah, Isaac Yankum, he was Jer Jerry Lawler's evil dentist, and Bret the Hitman Hart was afraid of going to the dentist. So they got some, like, crazy dentist to come out. And he would come out with, like, a jacket on and play, like, a creepy, demented doctor. So uh, you get points for that. And then the Undertaker thing, even though Dr. Isaac Yankum never fought the Undertaker, that guy, he Glenn did Johnson, as Kane. Yeah, was like, all he ever did was fight the Undertaker. Was that a later. big reveal? Because I remember Kane. No, it was like, like, had I to was... be, like, a wrestling geek to know that I remember, Kane like, when everyone wanted Yankum. to know who Kane was. Who's Kane? Who's Kane? Who's Kane? Who's Kane? Mask, yes. Did they ever unmask they, him and he came out? Him, every, all the wrestling geeks go, it's Dr. Isaac Yankum! <laughs> <laughs> Are you shitting me? This has been Isaac Yankum the whole time? What the fuck? Because he also played the fake Diesel for a while. <laughs> and then he, like, landed, he finally stuck his Kane. And it was a huge deal with the the wrestling geeks when he got unmasked and we all started to laugh. Oh, I remember. The funniest wrestling character ever, Dr. Isaac Yankum. Holy shit. 
So again, I think, are you sure that's more accurate than the Chinese night? <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> night wings. I think I might have taken this one, I man. Think night wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in fairness, <laughs> these wrestlers are a little more transparent. Yeah, they, I know. I it's all a, in the name. Again, I, again, though, that's my flaw in strategy. I was a bad <laughs> uh, blind, blind analyzer. Because I gave you, like, the Red Rooster. What was I thinking? <laughs> Hakeem, the African Dream. You would have never come up with Hakeem. <laughs> no. I looked at the picture <laughs> of that idiot. The if I said Hakeem, the African Dream, you, would you have said huge white guy? No. You I would have described him as exactly what Coco Beware looks like. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> black guy paired on his shoulder, maybe a spear. No, big fat white guy. <laughs> yeah, fat white guy. <laughs> oh, my God. So I guess um, that's going to bring us to the end of uh, Blind Analyzing, this episode's Game Room. I think I'm going to have to take this as the winner. i got to give it to him to this, as the winner of this one, too. I think he uh, – good job at the blind analyzing. You got to you, – you, you were nailing nuggets with every guy. So uh, Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I guess email us. Let us know what you think. Yeah, what is the email address, by the way? Our email address uh, is – And when is this shit going to get released, by the way? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? uh, but the email address is thegeekeduppodcast. Thegeekeduppodcast. At gmail.com. That's what we com. are. We're the Geeked Up. Oh, we I are see. It all works podcast. out perfectly. And then in, where do you find it? It's at gmail? Gmail. Okay, all right. Gmail.com. Thegeekeduppodcast at gmail. That sounds like a little bit of a long title. I don't know if uh, – Yeah, well, then sloths think, won't email us then, <laughs> yeah, get bored trying to write all – the Geeked Up Podcast. There's like fucking four words in that whole thing. All right. But The Geeked Up Podcast. The Geeked Up email. Podcast at Gmail. It's going to be great. We're going to get an e- We're gonna start getting emails. Then we're going to start releasing the things. Potentially not in that order. But uh. <laughs> but before we always go, you know we're not done playing. We always got to do one more quick game. This week we're going to finish up with the IMDB game. Who is DB? IMDB. Oh. That's right. IMDB is the John Henry challenge <laughs> where John Henry beat the fought the machine and lost. Now I think my initials are Devin Barnes. I am Devin Barnes. I know everything there is to know about movie trivia. So now, you are DB. I am DB. Oh, but this hacky internet movie database <laughs> is trying to claim that they are DB. What the fuck? And know more about movies than me. So I'm going to do the John Henry challenge to see if Lee is going to hit me with the trivia question. And he's going to try and get me, see if I can't answer the question before he can find the answer on IMDB. Yes. Who's better, me, IMDB, or the machine? Man versus machine. Now, I've prepared a question from TriviaCafe.com, okay? But I have not, honor system here, I have not looked up the answer yet. So the key is I'm going to ask you that I'm going to have IMDB set up, but I'm going to need to, like, type in all of the phrases and then go through and figure it out all Faster than Devin can just answer the question naturally. Luke Presley. See, I hit it before he even answered the question. <laughs> Luke God, Presley. Right. Luke it, Presley guys. from 90210. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's how confident I am that I got this. All right. So you ready? So I've Here we uh, go. just gotten my trivia question ready. Then I'm going to log on to IMDb and see if I can't. John Henry DB over here. All, all right. right. Who is DB? All right. It's so the question. What married couple portrayed two main characters in the 1988 film Earth Girls Are Easy? Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Don't even have time to pick. Didn't <laughs> even, uh, even like move the mouse. Doug, the thing. Well, it's obviously Earth not. Earth Girls Are Easy. I mean, what? It's obviously not Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey. So that leads us to the other two. Fuck, you've, heard, you've heard of, you've seen Earth Girls uh, Are Easy? I've seen it. If you've never seen it, if you're a Jim Carrey fan, it might be some of his best work. All right, well, I got I to gotta confirm this. I'm not just going honor code. It would be, <laughs> All right, uh, look it up. Is look it, it up. not Luke Presley, too? <laughs> so, All right, fuck. It looks like you appear to be. <laughs> 
Now, were they really married? They're both stars. I don't see anything about them being... All right, yes, you go to the trivia portion of IMDb. All right, it looks like you can confirm, I can confirm that he is, in fact, DB. Record time. So <laughs> step it up in the next episode, Liam. All right, I'm going to have to work on my trivia. Again, I feel, again, in the game time portion, I've shown poor uh, trivia asking abilities in my... Uh, so... All right, well, good job, DB. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so I guess that'll be the end of old uh, episode two of Geeked Up. Nice, nice. Again, don't forget to hit us up on that email. That's right. The Geeked Up Podcast at gmail.com. Boom. Perfect. Guys, thanks for listening. Tune in for the next episode. Remember, if you're not working tomorrow, why don't you go ahead and get geeked up? (laughs) Yeah.